In this episode, we dive into how to handle those negative reviews online and how to be proactive instead of reactive. Welcome to Her Balanced Hustle, a show helping ambitious female entrepreneurs build the systems needed to scale their business past six figures while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. These conversations will unveil topics you may have struggled with, like best hiring practices, action items you need to take to elevate your business to the next level, how to handle your business finances, but most of all, creating a business that doesn't sacrifice your life. I'm your host, Kiri. Join me each week to learn how to scale your own business. In this episode, we're going to kind of be talking about like the negative reviews online. You know, we just had that interview air with Dr. Dia Berger, and we really went into negative online reviews. The reason for this was in my research, I actually found a bunch of one-star reviews on her. I felt like I couldn't let that go by. I felt like I had to ask it, but my fear was, would this woman be okay with me asking about that, especially on air? Would she want to address it? There are a lot of reasons for bad reviews. Maybe it was a bad time in her life. Maybe it was an employee that actually was the reason for those bad reviews. Maybe she was just caught up in too many things and she let things slip. Like, you know, she even mentions like, think two or three times before burning someone's business online and being a, writing a scathing review, right? Did you go every possible route to get it resolved before writing that bad review? And she made a lot of good points. And and I always think about that too. When I see negative reviews online, I think, oh, is that person just having a bad day? But they were kind of consistent within this one re- this part of the research I did on her. And so I asked her about it. She said, actually, that the she looked at it and she said, I didn't even own that spa during that time. Where are these people getting it from? And she talked a lot about how her in her industry, which is the med spa industry, um, that does a lot of injections, Botox, et cetera, that will end up, you know, competitors will actually leave bad reviews on on your site and or on whatever it is, and which can be really disheartening. But it's important to remember that some businesses, this actually happens and it happens frequently. And I'm sure it happens with competitors who have physical locations. And you know what? It happened in way in the past too, like McDonald's versus Burger King, just I mean, Burger King, I haven't seen as many of those now. Maybe it's just my area. But I remember like some of the commercials were very clearly slandering one or the other, their competitor, right? So it's nothing new. But I think this is an important episode to talk about because she gave good examples and good advice on what to do when this happens. So number one, if there's a negative review online, immediately address it. Because when you address it, you're quickly going to nip it in the bud as opposed to waiting. There couldn't, I think there can be a, what's the right word? I think there can be an instinct to get really upset and then ignore it and not address it, right? But when you do that, you're just making it worse because then you're never showing the online public that you take this seriously, right? She talks about how some people who do the slandering were not in the database, so it's important to immediately look up and say, where was, when did this person come in? What was their situation? Talk to employees. Is there something that happened that you need to be aware of, right? And then from there, keep it friendly and professional online. She very, she emphasized that a lot. And I agree, keep it friendly and professional. I've had, I did have in my freelance business, some unhappy clients. It was very rare 
but there was a situation once, and if you are a longtime listener of the of the podcast, you've heard me talk about this before. But I woke up very early in the morning, and I came into a scathing email also from the morning. So I think it was like six a.m. or six fifteen my time, and this person was on Central Time. I'm on Eastern, so that was an hour earlier, and they were already had, they sent it like 20 minutes prior. And so they must've been up at like four fifty five o'clock. And they, they were very upset with the subcontractor I had in my agency back then. And I, I didn't use the mentality of the customer's always right. Maybe blame it on, this was like the first big complaint I ever had. Maybe blame it on the fact that it was 6.15 in the morning. I didn't have my tea yet, my caffeine in me, whatever it was. I kind of got on the defensive. I wasn't rude. Okay, but I definitely wasn't friendly. I think it was professionally unfriendly, <laughs> if that makes sense. What I was trying to do is figure out, you know, what was the issue, but at the same time trying to defend my subcontractor. Instead of saying like, you, you're right, let me figure this out. Or maybe just waiting and not responding and talking to the subcontractor, right? Like that would have been smart. But instead, I don't think I really did the best job on keeping it friendly and professional and the customer is always right and just trying to get to the bottom of it. It's one of my biggest regrets. And he even said to me in an email, whatever happened to the customer is always right. That stuck with me. Gosh, that was probably like seven years ago. And it still sticks with me that he said that to me and he was putting me in my place. And I was like, oh, God. And then he's like, it's really a shame because this came as a referral. And now I'm never going to refer you. And I was like, oh, thankfully. I don't have any place for online reviews, but it reminded me, even when writing emails and dealing with an unhappy client, you always have to come from a place of being friendly and professional, and the customer is always right before you can get to the bottom of it. The third tip that she gave, which was, I, I think, really important, maybe the, the most important tip, is to have a consistent follow-up strategy so that you can avoid those bad reviews in the first place. Really, it's the difference between being proactive and reactive, right? By having a consistent follow-up strategy where she was contacting the client immediately after they left, finding out what was happening, how is their, their face, what's going on, tell us about your experience, are there any issues that you've had? By having that consistent follow-up strategy, she was nipping in the bud any kind of bad reviews that might make their way online. Because the, what she was saying essentially was the client service doesn't stop when they leave the spot. The client service doesn't stop when you end your engagement. The client service continues after that to make sure that the client is satisfied. And by doing that, you're being proactive and you're making sure those bad reviews don't go online, right? So if you don't have a, something, some kind of follow-up strategy in place, and this is really important for freelancers out there who could be website designers or copywriters, any kind of project-based freelancing business, even retainers, right? But retainers, you're more like working with people consistently. So you usually deal with them, the issues as they come up. But if you're very project-based, you want to make sure that after the project is done, you're doing everything possible to follow up and be proactive and make sure there's no issues. I went to work with a um, website designer who had the 30 days afterwards where she would go in and make any tweaks within reason and help you out, which I thought was great. She was available for those 30 days afterwards to make sure everything went smoothly. So again, I come back to this, but think about this, reactive versus proactive. Reactive is you end the project and you're like, good, wipe your hands clean of them. You don't have to think about them anymore. But then you risk the chance of them complaining when something goes wrong or they're unhappy or dissatisfied. And finally, I kind of want to have a little bonus here when she talked about her mindset, right? Like your mindset, you have to have a thick skin, right? And to remember that you're competing against yourself, not others. Because when you have the competition 
that kind of comes into, at least with her industry of competitors slandering and often leaving bad reviews, you need to just think about your own business. How can I make my own business better? How can I make sure there's systems and strategies in place that my business is the best that it can be? Because if you put yourself out there, no matter who you are, what, no matter what kind of business it is, if you're putting your business out there, you will get hit. And the better you do, the harder you're going to get hit by others who slam you. It's just what she said. And that might happen. So you need to have those support systems in place. And she mentioned not even maybe your husband or your friends, but really colleagues in the industry who know what you're going through. And then when you make sure that you've got that mindset where you're thinking about how can I make my business better? I'm not thinking about the competition. And you have that support system in place. It will be easier. Maybe not easier, but you will be able to deal with these bad reviews in a more realistic and hopefully you won't dive to a bottom of absolute sadness when you know you have a bad review that happens so to recap just remember that one if there's a negative review immediately address it online don't let it go on or linger for too long right because then that just looks like either you're scared or you're not addressing customers concerns two always keep it friendly and professional always. Three, have a consistent follow-up strategy so that you can avoid those bad reviews. Be proactive and not reactive. So I hope this episode helps, and I hope that you never get bad reviews. Honestly, I really do. I hope your reviews are always stellar. Again, if you want to know more about me, you can find me at corporate2contract.com. My course is under there where I teach you strategies on how to revitalize your freelance business so that you can make over six figures a year and work 25 hours or less. And don't forget, you can sign up using the code podcast for $100 off. And then, of course, I have group cohorts throughout the year where we really get together. We dissect your business and we set you up on the right footing. So if you need something more interactive and you need more coaching for me, that's the right place to be. All that information is in the show notes. And I hope this really, really helps you as much as possible. Have a good rest of your day. Mm-hmm.